Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone, and happy uh, Tuesday afternoon. I'm so uh, happy that you could join me today. I have two very special guests. They have written a terrific book that I've enjoyed reading so much called Mean Girls at Work, How to Stay Professional When Things Get Personal. Uh, the book is by Katherine Crowley and Kathy Elster. Um, it's, it's a tremendous book, and I, uh, I hope today that you'll learn more about it and go out and purchase it um, for all the women out there who uh, – who are in uh, maybe contemptuous relationships with their coworkers? This is a great book uh, that helps you get on the right path to a to a better working environment. So, um, uh, Catherine, I'll ask you to just introduce yourself um, quickly and what inspired you to write the book. Uh, well, many things inspired us, but particularly we went to a conference. We were invited to speak at a conference on the topic of what the uh, conference planners told us was women haters, and that was a term that we'd never heard of, wow. and actually we were shocked by, uh, but we did a little research, and this was a, a science conference, science and technology, women in science and technology, so we did a little research and we actually discovered that there is an issue of uh, competition and covert competition between women at work. So we created this workshop. It was called uh, Women Competing from Fighting to Uniting. And we had standing room only in our conference room. And we realized that we'd hit a nerve. Hmm. So that's what motivated you to write Mean Girls at Work? Yes, Kathy, Kathy will continue. Yeah, this is Kathy Elster. Well, you know, we were pretty, uh, it was pretty eye-opening um, to see how these women reacted. And Catherine and I are always looking for a nerve. We're always looking for, oh, well, what's the next thing that people want to learn about in terms of interpersonal dynamics in the workplace? That's our area. So we thought this warrants a little more research. So after that lecture, we did, uh, we looked at the statistics. And women were approaching 50% of the workplace. And as far as advanced degrees, women were um, are earning over 70% of advanced degrees. And we thought, okay, no, something is happening here. Women are going to have to work with one another at a re- really at a greater volume than ever before. So and based on those women being so riveted, we really just started interviewing women, and it just became obvious to us that no one has really talked about this. Right. Mm-hmm. And we thought, let's start this conversation. There's something here. And what's interesting is it kind of was not on the surface for us. We weren't thinking, we don't walk away from a meeting and go, ooh, what a mean girl. It really was not on the surface for us. But when we started to scratch the surface of it and talk to women, we realized this was really happening, and nobody was talking about it. Wow, so that inspired you then to to go on, do some more research, and find out that – that there, there's so many um, relationships out there that are that are just so that are so different. They can be awful. Yes. Women women are approaching even more than 50 percent of the workplace right. now, right? And a, and a lot of times an entire division could be all women. That's correct. Especially in some in some uh, rela- Well, um, I'd just like to point out that uh, you know you two both are of course women and <laughs> right. You have a great working relationship. You have being able to write this book as well as um, me. Um, uh, I'm sorry, uh, working for you isn't working for me, and working with you is killing me. Right. <laughs> Your other book. So you you obviously have um, just a wealth of knowledge in this area. So. The title of your book references mean girls. Do you think that meanness is a trait that's more common in women than in men? And if so, why? 
no, we don't. We don't think that women are meaner than men at all. Um, in fact, uh, anyone who has read our previous books knows that we think men are just as mean. <laughs> so it, it's not gender-specific. In fact, this is the first time we wrote a gender-specific book. And by the way, the title was not Mean Girls when we when we sold the book. That was a, a collaboration with the publisher. That, that was a hard decision for us to, to accept that title. Um, the original title was Who Does She Think She Is? And that that was sort of the working title. Um, you know, look, there are people in the workplace, men or women, that are mean. And they just do it differently. So we're pointing out just how women do it differently. Right. And this is Catherine. I'll just say that what we discovered is that women come to work expecting to make friends, while men generally come to work planning to be friendly. And so coming to work with that expectation is tricky because while we want to tend and befriend, we also it's work is a competitive environment. And so when we're feeling competitive and when we're feeling aggressive, that behavior often comes out in indirect ways and that's what we categorize as the mean behavior. Oh, okay. So it it can come out in a, a myriad of ways. I mean, it could be passive, like say I forgot to invite you to a meeting or to right. a conversation. Exactly. Or it could, which I think that tends to be what what women, at least in my experience, they tend to tend to be passive aggressive. I guess would be the more technical term. But uh, you know, leaving you out of a meeting, forgetting to forgetting a deadline, sort of forgetting a deadline. I guess you should say. <laughs> or forgetting to give you important information, mm-hmm. accidentally forgetting. Yeah. I mean, you're 100% right, Beth. That is the bulk right. of, of you know, the cases that we hear is this, you know, um, the, the women shutting another woman out or accidentally forgetting to give her information rather than what a man would do is say, I don't like you, you know, right to your face. Mm-hmm. He would say, I'm going to win, and then they'd go have a beer at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Right, women, right, women will just uh, do something that looks like they're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they still look good. So um, are there different categories of mean that you talk about in your book? Yes, we break it down into seven categories because there really is a difference. And I think the titles of each each category really kind of say it like it is, you know, yeah. all the way from the meanest of the mean, which are really you know the worst those those women um they have no conscience i mean mm-hmm. they they see all women as adversaries so they just can't get along they don't have empathy they can't get along with another woman and those tend to actually rise to the top because they're good at managing up hmm. unfortunately should we go through them want us to go through yeah if you don't know mine or maybe just if you want to pick two or three that uh that are sort of the the biggest ones or ones that might really captivate the listeners Mm-hmm. Well, so that was the meanest of the mean, and then I think, Catherine, you want to go to some of the less. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but we talked well, about the passively mean, so. You're right, the passively mean, right. Those are the ones who act nice on the outside but are competitive, competitive in the inside and do those slight, slights that you, that it's hard to detect exactly where it comes from, but you know that they're kind of making life difficult for you. Then we have the doesn't mean to be mean, which is uh, the girls or women who don't intend to hurt you, but they're very self-centered, and their self-centeredness is what wreaks havoc on your work life if you're a woman. So it could be a chronically late colleague or a woman who uses health problems for attention or someone who in some way is so self-absorbed that they make your life difficult. 
Then we've got the don't, doesn't know she's mean, which is one of my favorites. And, Kathy, maybe you'd like to describe that one. Oh, is that because I'm one of those? <laughs> yes. Um, so what we like to say about the woman, she doesn't know she's mean. She's a little bit self-righteous and controlling. Mm-hmm. And I do fit in this category, I'll be honest. And that means that I may give feedback to somebody before they're really ready to hear it. Or they may not have even asked me. And I, I will say something like, your career is in danger. So... Uh, like uh, a perfect example is I have a client who feels the need to tell me how I look every time she sees me. So she'll come into my office and say, you know, if you lose more weight, your face is going to sag. And she'll, give me, she'll give me that kind of critique. And it took me a while to understand that she actually is, doesn't think she's being mean. She thinks she's giving me concrete feedback right. that I need to hear. So I've learned to appreciate it, although it doesn't feel good. Um, so we want women to understand that we all have the ability to be perceived as mean, mm-hmm. all of us. Mm-hmm. And so we, yeah, you know, it, if one woman is mean, we all have the ability to be mean. So we wanted women to look for that in themselves. Where have I been mean? You know, mm-hmm. not even consciously, but where, where am I mean to another woman in my career? Right, and that, that's actually my next question is, are all women capable and culpable of meanness? And I'll start on that one just saying that really any human being is capable and occasionally culpable of meanness. So it's the dark side of human nature. Mm-hmm. Um, as Kathy was saying, some of us like to think that we aren't ever mean, but in truth there are people and individuals who may bring out our meaner side. And so we're really addressing this challenge, which is when it is provoked in you, how do you manage it? Mm-hmm. hmm So, of course, different types of, quote, mean girls require distinct ways of handling them. Mm -hmm. Um, Is there some general tips that you can share with us to help diffuse that tension? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, the one thread throughout the book is as soon as you feel you've been attacked or a woman has, you know, given you a dirty look or cut you out of a meeting, the first thing you want to do is not counterattack. Because as women, that's really... um, that's something that we do. You know, we'll go, we'll be angry, and we'll go declare, I'm never talking to her again, or I'm shutting her out, or we go and we take her off Facebook. You know, we we get, we ha- immediately jump to an attack back. And what we're asking women to do is take a step back instead. Take a step back and make a decision on what would be the more professional thing to do. Once you hold off, you know, should you go and speak to her or should you let it go? So that professionalism is really what we're after. Right. The difference between what you're tempted to do as in a reaction based on and then what you should do, don't go there, go here, and then go forward. Your three steps. The other yeah. thing we generally encourage women to do, to do is to find ways to process what happened because, Beth, women, we're processors, you know. When something happens, we need to usually release the negative feelings. We probably need to talk about it to someone safe outside of the workplace. We may need to exercise, but we need to get it through our system so we're not just holding on to it and running it through our minds again and again and again. So, professionally speaking, how does meanness derail us at work? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, You know, at first sight, you may think that those people do very well. And they may climb the ladder a little bit quicker, but they're alone. 
happening. And that ends up biting them later on because they have not developed a network and a support system around them. And we've seen women go pretty high up the ladder, and then when she falls, people applaud. They were, mm. they were waiting for that. So no one was going to help her go any further. So that's one thing. Another thing is some people, in their meanness, they do get caught immediately. And they um, don't, get, don't get promoted. Like the office gossip. Take a look around at your office gossip. Has she been promoted in years? Probably mm. not. That's very true. Yeah. Right. I'd also like to add that, that part of the damage done is when women get caught in a mean girl cycle, so that would be attack, counterattack, you know, she does this, I do that, that they then find themselves caught in a power struggle, and neither woman is likely to look good, <laughs> you know. Right. They're not going to put out their best work. They're going to engage in what's known as emotional inefficiency, and that unprofessional behavior is a problem for both of them and for the company for which they work. Mm -hmm. So meanness becomes almost a form of career oppression because it keeps you stuck Mm. in whatever role you're playing at work. And what is it about our responses to this meanness that's so damaging? I'll just jump in. I think on two levels it's damaging. Kathy, I'm sure you could add to that. One is that we tend to take, and women especially, we do this, in the sense we care too much. So we tend to take the mean behavior of another woman personally, and Mm -hmm. then we hold a grudge, and then, again, it does not bring out our best behavior, our best attitude, or our best work product. And then the other thing that's damaging is it's damaging on morale within the office, so Mm -hmm. that it divides people and it creates factions. And, again, it hurts the productivity of the team as a whole. Right. I've also seen um, some mean girls, uh, as they go further along in their career, really have no uh, no one to call for a reference. Hmm. They, they burn a lot of bridges. Hmm. And that catches up with you. Yeah, and that's, I mean, all the hard work that you've put in, <laughs> being mean. <laughs> <laughs> all that energy. It's all right. for naught. It's all for naught. Uh, Well, on a personal level, how have the principles of the book impacted your own life and your own business experiences? Well, that's such a beautiful question. This this book, This is Kathy Elster, has impacted my life tremendously. Mm -hmm. Um, I am very, very aware now of, you know, what I put out there to other women. Um, I'm really aware, and it's scary. And uh, I have to go back and probably apologize to some women because I see how – I could be perceived as mean. And the biggest thing that I personally got out of this is the gossip. Uh, We have a no-gossip diet, which I did. And I I really am offended by gossip now. And that has changed the way I relate to people tremendously. Yeah. And I have uh, had greater, much, much greater appreciation, actually, of both the strengths and the weaknesses as a woman at work for myself. One is that I see how often I'm tempted to take things personally. Two is that I understand now when I'm feeling competitive towards someone how tempting it is 
to say something slightly condescending or to do an eye roll <laughs> or yeah. to compare myself and, you know, then need to say something to take them down a notch. So it's been extremely helpful in that regard and also to be more forgiving, to understand like, okay, well, this is the dark side of my nature, the dark side of female nature. So the opportunity for me is to manage that differently. And if I find myself envious or competitive, what I really need to do is take that energy and compete directly for the same things, the same outcomes that that person has. Well, great. I'm I'm glad to hear that you... um you have a, a more of a sense of awareness of, of these things from your from your own uh, research and writing of the book, and I'm sure that those who who uh, purchase the book will um, hopefully get those same uh, same insights into their own behavior and into and others, and be and be sensitive to that, you know, to whether it's gossip or you know, sort of a, a covert operation to, to, to try right. to bring them down, that they, uh, that they, um, they're more attuned to that. So, right. Um, if a woman doesn't believe she's mean, what kind of things can you suggest she looks out for so she can check her own behavior? Hmm. Well, I'll jump in and just say you could ask this person if she's ever intentionally hurt someone's feelings or criticize a colleague harshly to her friends mm-hmm. or refuse to forgive someone who made a mistake. Or if there's someone, in my case, I have certain people who bring out my mean, and so I would ask them, is there someone whose neediness provokes a hostile response in you? Hmm. So, yeah, what I, oh, I'm sorry, uh, go ahead. What okay. I tend to say to women, you've never rolled your eyes when another <laughs> when another woman spoke, really? You've never done you've never run into the ladies room when you see her walking down the hall. You know, I say it that way and then they usually say, "Oh yeah, well I've done that." Okay, well that's the beginning of seeing that that's a little mean. Mm. So, so even not uh, wanting to confront someone and sort of hiding from them is um is sort of an aggressive action. Um it's uh it's a I don't know what what the right word would be for that. I mean, it's it's somewhat passive, but you are acting toward that person in a in a not so nice way. Yes, and you know, if you're doing that, you're probably doing other things to her also. Like mm-hmm. when she's speaking, you're checking your your iPhone. You know, you're probably, you know, shutting her out. And the thing is, we have to learn to work together. We're not going to like everybody. Not everybody. We're all human. So you have to learn to set clear boundaries with her so that you can walk down the hall, say hi, and keep going. Mm-hmm. You know, right. you want to be professional. That's, That's really perceived as very unprofessional, running into the ladies' room. Sure. I mean, there's really no – there's very few people out there that you can't just say hi to. Even That's if right. They're, even if they're, you know, the worst person you've ever met, at the very least you could say hi. You don't even have to stop for a conversation. Right. But um, I think that it props you up and makes you feel better. It makes you feel more in control. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's it, Beth. That's right. Yeah, so yeah. so great answer and great um, great response to that question. Um, why should you take the high road and why? I guess that sort of goes on with what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, there's many, many lessons in the book, um, but I I think the fact that you want to look at this as a career-building skill, Mm -hmm. that, you know, and and 
you know, women are not just mean to other women. They could be mean to a man, too. So you want to just look at your behavior as you go through the book and just say, oh, wait a minute, I've done that, or that's been done to me, and that's unprofessional. Right. What would be the more professional way to handle this? Hmm. Right, and taking the high road, as Kathy said, it takes it puts you in the better position, honestly, because you're then not caught what we talked about before in the attack counterattack, hmm. which is always going down the low road. <laughs> right, it's not going to reflect well on you, personally or professionally, if you're seen attacking another woman. That's true. So we're really looking at, and when we talk about high road, we're talking about you know using I statements and sticking to the business at hand, not what she did and what that really means about how she feels towards you. And is it healthier to kill with kindness than it is to fight fire with fire, uh, which is something that we've all been tempted to do at some point in our professional lives? Yes, I don't know that I would say it that way. I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, I think, as Catherine said at the at the top of this, you know, women go into the workplace thinking we're going to be friends. Mm-hmm. And we'd like women to go into the workplace and understand that these are your coworkers. They're not your friends. Right. And mm-hmm. I think when you approach it that way, um, you know, you don't have to be overly friendly. You don't have to be overly anything. You're just being professional. You're just doing your job. Right. And, it, yeah, and I think if you stop expecting the other women to be your buddies, you don't have to bond with all of them. You just have to work with them. Mm-hmm. Right, so you want to kill them with professionalism. Right, exactly. <laughs> That's a really great expression. I love it. <laughs> because, I mean, you, you, you can get so far just being professional. You don't have to step on toes, slam right. doors in people's faces, all that stuff. I mean, if you are just professional, you get your work done. It's quality work. You're friendly in the hall. You have lunch with your coworkers every now and then. Mm-hmm. You can get so far. Right, and, right, and, and that's what I gained from you know from your book is is are those you know some of those principles of just of just being a nice person. Yeah, and we want you to take your time finding friends. It's very possible that over um, a couple of years you realize who is your friend at work, and you right. see them outside of work, and then and that sort of will naturally happen. But um, we don't want you to go in thinking, oh, I'm going to go have dinner with that person or go have drinks. Mm -hmm. I mean, I recently um, was coaching someone who has drinks with a mean girl because she thought that that would help. And no, it doesn't help. She's trying to win the mean girl over. Um, You know, keep it at work. Hmm. You know, yeah, that's a really really great... um yeah, to not. I mean, going to drinks with someone is bringing your work home, mm-hmm. and um, you know, there's some books I've read that suggest that you know, bringing your work home is not the most productive way to spend your time. Right. Um, so you know, unless this girl you know really is your friend, um, you know, maybe you were friends before you know, you came to work together or something like that. Maybe it's best to stay away from that until you build a a more solid relationship. Exactly. So, right, and that's hard. <clears throat> to do, excuse me, when you're eager to connect, which is yeah. what happens usually when you go into a new workplace. One interesting phenomenon is that sometimes the, you know, apparently friendliest person is also the office gossip. <laughs> yeah. So we really encourage uh, women to filter. You know, it's almost like pace yourself. Take time sharing who you are and what you know, and certainly take time, 
divulging any aspects of your personal life and and take a while to see who is really who at work hmm. before you entrust them with information that's yep. very true very true what mean um <clears throat> pardon me what mean girl situations seem most preval- more prevalent than others well they- yeah go, go ahead, ahead. <laughs> no go ahead <laughs> Well, the category of passively mean is probably the most prevalent. It's Mm -hmm. funny, when we initially wrote the book, I think we had the most number of examples in our interviews were of that kind of thing. So it's being excluded from a meeting or uh, left out of an email, those kinds, or, um, you know, someone doing something behind the scenes that you later find out about, or someone saying something nice that somehow feels bad those kinds of things, those seem to be the most common. And also they're the most difficult to really spot, <laughs> yeah. identify, and deal with. Mm. Kathy, you want to add to that? Yeah. No, I also think there's a lot of rolling of the eyes going on and a lot of this unspoken communication between yeah. women, you know, the the looking you up and down, sizing up the cost of your purse, um, you know, comparing whether you had a more lavish lavish vacation or is your boyfriend rich. Or, I think there's a lot of that going on among women, um, comparing. And we know the comparing game leads to not a good thing. Mm-hmm. So I see a lot of that. Yeah, I think that's, that's very true. I, I know I've spoken before in front of groups. And when someone checks their phone, it's like, am I this boring? I know. <laughs> Yeah, I don't like that one either. It's like uh, some people may be expecting something really important or maybe checking out their text for their kids to make sure they're home right. safely or something like that, and it has nothing to do with me personally. Right. right. But you just sort of take it like, gosh, you know, I've prepared. Exactly. That's what women do. That's how we operate. We take signals from one another, and we do. We do put value on whether she's listening mm-hmm. um, you know, whether she's giving us a dirty look or looking us up and down, we assign a meaning to all of that. And we have to be careful. That's right, because sometimes we see things that aren't there. Right. That's true. That's very true. Very true. Yeah. Well, the last question I have uh, for both of you is if you could offer one piece of advice for dealing with mean girls at work, what would it be? Uh, this is Kathy. Mine is stop before you counter attack. You may want to do something, shut her out or send her a nasty email or tell her off or trip her in the hallway. All of those things. I say stop and talk to somebody. Talk to a mentor, talk to an older woman, someone to run it by and do the more professional thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mine is to goes back to our thing of um, taking the high road, really aiming for the high road in every interaction and remembering that work is work, your peers are not your girlfriends, and in some ways they don't really owe you anything. I think women, we often feel betrayed before a person really owes us anything. So it's your uh, quest, your commitment to focus on the professional side of work, to understand that not all women are the same, and to take things less personally as often as you can. Great advice, ladies, and uh, I just want to um, give a shout-out to your book. Um, it's been um, praised by the Wall Street Journal, Publishers Weekly, USA Today, Executive Book Summaries, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Um, great reviews, and I certainly have enjoyed reading it, um, for what that's worth. <laughs> and, uh, that's and, important. Uh, yes, it is. 
And uh, I just want to make sure we get your information out there, your website, your Twitter handle. Um, well, it's um, the letter K, KSquaredEnterprises.com, and our Twitter is KSquared, S-Q-U-A-R-E-D. Um, go to our website. You'll find everything there. You can download a free chapter. That's oh. very, that could be very helpful. See if, see if you like it. Which, which chapter do we have, Catherine, for free? I think it's the different faces of me. Oh, perfect. It's a gr- it'll give you a really good idea of what yeah. it's about. Yeah, I remember that was a very good chapter. And McGraw-Hill is the publisher. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, uh, yeah, I just, is it askk2.com? Ask K2 is our videos. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, if you just go to um, our website, you'll find we have over 80 videos where we answer readers' questions about oh. workplace dynamics. Wow, you guys are very dynamic. And, Thanks. And <laughs> we also have free teleconferences once a month that anyone can come. As long as they let us know, we give you the um, the phone number, and we do short 20-minute um, lectures this month. It's on resentment. Oh, wow. How to let go of resentment. I'm, I'm curious that's, about that one. <laughs> that's a hard one. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Hard one. Well, I wish you all the best with that, and I wish you all the best success with this book. Um, as I said, I thoroughly enjoyed reading it, and um, I'm thankful to your publisher for providing it for me and for setting up this interview. Um, I think it's been a great interview, and I believe my listeners out there um, will um, will get some good good advice from your book. It's called Mean Girls at Work, How to Stay Professional When Things Get Personal. And the authors are Catherine Crowley and Kathy Elster. Thank you, Beth. Thank you, ladies. I appreciate it. Take care. And for the Success Design, this is Beth Schenkel-Anderson signing off.